My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast. The show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the best morning routine ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today it's an honor, it's a privilege to have our next guest, Nicole Phillips. She is the CEO of Ministry Event Marketing and creator behind the brand, helping leaders create luxury brands that inspire. She has helped dozens of individuals define their brand and scale to the next figure. And she does this by not just working with churches, but organizations that have like faith-based programs. So I'm excited to hear about those. She's also an author. So we'll talk about her book too later on. But with no further ado, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure. Yes. So jump in. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do or your journey so far before we get into your work. What's your journey thus far? Yeah. So my background has been in corporate America. So I started as a college student at the University of South Florida interning for a um, Fortune 500 company. And right after graduation, I went straight into the 40-hour work week and climbing the corporate ladder. But I always had a heart for entrepreneurship. And so while I was working in corporate, I ran my side business, which was based in events and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so as the years went on, I went through different departments, went up into management, and I was actually laid off. From my corporate job. But this was a blessing in yep. disguise. Always is, always <laughs> at <the> time, is. <laughs> at the time, it didn't feel like it, uh, but it was a blessing in disguise because it really uh, was the first step to me going into entrepreneurship full time. And so I did a year where I really focused on the business uh, that I had created that we have now. It was uh, previously known as Coco Entertainment Events, and then we did some rebranding. But after a year, I went back to corporate America <laughs> and that was a lesson. Oh my God, I just hated it. And one year later, I turned in my resignation and said, I'm not going back. And so it has been five full years in full-time entrepreneurship, specializing in branding and marketing. Yeah, that, that must have been so relieving for you to be like, I'm not going back. Tell us about that moment of like, this is it. I, I hate this so much. I'm not going back because I truly believe some people are not met for that culture. We're too yeah. creative. We're too um, innovative to be stifled into a, a box, literally. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about that, what that feeling was like, because a lot of the show is about finding your purpose. And then you made the decision to not go, not go back to that. 
Yes. So a client invited me to come along with them to a vendor opportunity and um, help promote their brand in that industry there in radio. And so I took off three days and went to Orlando, Florida there. And while I was there, just the connections that were made. And I kept thinking in the back of my mind, wow, I have to go back to work. You know, I have to leave these connections behind or just put them in a box and really working full time and then coming home and working another, you know, four to five hours was really getting tiring. And so Mm -hmm. after I returned, it was right around the uh, review time. And so my manager called me in, hey, we're going to do your review. And as she was going through all of the points and she gave me, I think it was like a 1% raise as a (laughs) manager. And I knew the impact that I had made for this company. And I just felt like, wow, you are allowing this company to determine your worth and put a 1% increase on that. And that was the day I made the decision to uh, type up my resignation letter and go into entrepreneurship and start to write my own checks. Bravo. That is truly inspiring. That is really motivating to know that that it's possible. And I love what you said about setting up your own worth, not allowing people to tell you how much you're worth because you're, you're bringing quite a bit to the table, but not being compensated for it properly. Yes. Eats away at your confidence, right? Or it does. Have what it takes to do this on my own. It does. It does. And so you went out there and you started um, ministry event marketing. Tell us about that because in my mind, I imagine you're helping churches get online, right? Especially after COVID, a lot of people had to migrate online and then kind of having to market that space. Tell us why that niche, uh, why ministry? Yeah. yeah. So um, at the core of who I am, I love faith. Faith is a big component not just to me, but in my day, in my conversation. And so I really develop a lot of relationships within the faith-based community. And so early on, I started just working with churches. People would call and say, hey, we're doing this event. Can you do the branding for it? Can you do the graphics? And, And I began to develop relationships through there. But as I grew and really um, merged my corporate background with my ministry background, I saw that they were there were entrepreneurs who had a faith component in there, whether it be their core values, their personal beliefs, and how they do business. They express it through that faith component. And so I really niched down because I wanted to hone in on those individuals who really wear their hearts on their sleeves and not Mm -hmm. necessarily know how to put language and a brand story around what they believe is their mission, whether it's in retail or it's in um, nonprofit work. It's important that we service those individuals because we have a lot of brand strategists that service big business. But many times uh, those groups of people are overlooked or they have a hard time connecting with other companies because there is a language to ministries. There's a talk. There is almost like a, a culture. And so understanding that dynamic and bringing the brand strategy, I really felt was my difference and in, in value to that group. Yeah. And there's a, you found a niche. You found a gap. 
and then you failed it. And I think you're absolutely right. There's not that um, common language between the two, because if you're looking at ministries and churches and nonprofit, well, they're not for profit. Right. right. And so <laughs> they, they don't even want know where to begin the hiring process. They don't have the means or the funds to even hire strategists. Two, yeah. they don't have the, the capital to, to sustain it because they're too busy trying to keep the roof over their head so that they can correct serve the community that they are reaching. So how do you correct. get that language barrier out for, per se? Yeah, it's really based in what we would say, faith principles or biblical principles, right? And so a lot of times I share with that group, hey, this is actually your duty. Mm-hmm. A lot of times organizations, they're thinking, oh, marketing is just extra. No, this is part of you being able to share a message, share a service, share a product. with the individual who did not know you. And so if you look at it like that, that this is a part of the nucleus of who you are and the expression that you can either share your faith or share your service, share your products. And now the conversation becomes a little different. Oh, because this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how I really merged the gap between, especially for churches, they struggle a lot with that. And so when I use biblical principles to show how, you know, there are signs where in even in the Bible, Jesus marketed, he branded himself. And so when I get, they get excited about that type of, <laughs> of <course>. conversation <laughs> and they jump on board. Good for you. Good for you that you get discernment on how to reach them because you got to tap into their emotions to get buy in from them. to. Yeah persuade them that this is the route to go. You need to do marketing. You need to get online. This is the wave. This is where we're moving forward. So the old yes. way not working anymore. It's correct. It's to reach a global market. So that's good for you for having that discernment on how to actually approach them and, and talk to them. Now, I understand you don't only do this with churches and nonprofits. You do them with corporate big organizations as well. Yes. Yeah. Because our goal is to help brands really create a experience that inspires their target audience. And so um, when you look at inspiration and emotional connection, a lot of companies don't necessarily know how to create that because they're just talking about features and benefits. Mm -hmm. And so being able to connect with companies, organizations, uh, one of them, one of my clients, they specialize in medical, their academy. So medical professionals, but they really have the core of helping people, seeing people live. And so because we have that common belief, we're able to really build uh, strategies and work well together. So it's not just about results, but how well are you working together so that you can meet those results? Yeah, that is fantastic. And I I think you were talking about Chick-fil-A has a faith-based mission. And so does, um, I'm from California and we have In-N-Out here and they also have a faith-based mission where, you know, under their bag, there's a, there's a Bible verse. Uh, Correct. Yes. Even Forever 21, Hobby Lobby, all of them have an expression of faith. And so how do you go about putting that out there? A lot of times, uh, really, our business has been really built on word of mouth. Mm -hmm. 
And so in that community, people are like, well, who did this for you? Who did that? But a lot of times, as far as our marketing and, and reaching out, we use a lot of the strategies of tips and here's how you can uh, reach your ideal client. I have a lot of conversation about honing in what is your niche? What type of value do you bring? And so when we begin to talk about those aspects of branding, a lot of people become customers because they want to scale up. They want to serve more people. And you can't just do that with adding new products or services. That is correct. Yeah. So the the program behind the brand. Yes. Tell us about how that came about. Sure. Yeah. That was really birthed out of a annual retreat I have called the Refresh Retreat. And it is for entrepreneurs and leaders to come to a location where they can plan, they can refresh, they can prepare and really work on the core of their business. And so this year, as I was planning that, I, especially with the pandemic, we really got to see what is going on on the inside. You know, mental health awareness really shot up during that time. And so looking at behind the brand, it focuses on four pieces of the entrepreneur or uh, business leader. It focuses on the belief. It focuses on the being, Mm -hmm. the business and the bank. And so we, a lot of times we just want to focus on the business and the bank, right? Our finances. But if we don't address how we are on the inside or our mindset, right? You want to become a millionaire, but your beliefs are blocking you from actually achieving that goal. We don't necessarily reach our full potential or even become the right person that our team needs as a CEO. And so it focuses on four principles of becoming a balanced CEO and a balanced brand so that you can reach your full potential. Excellent. Now, you said belief and being a woman of God and yeah. having some some listeners, there are two different types of beliefs, right? So we're talking yes. about, okay, so we're talking about <laughs> believing God. You have that belief, you have that faith-based connection, relationship and spiritual connection. But you're talking about a different type of belief. What are you talking right. about? I'm talking about a individual belief in who you are, mm-hmm. your, your value, yeah. yourself, as well as limiting beliefs that yeah. we, we, we bring on that hinders us. And so whether you really don't subscribe to, you know, the God as my foundation, right? Because our identity is built in that. There's a foundation of who you are and what you bring to the table. And every day we have to renew that mindset. And we talk that we're going to get into the morning routine. It's, Mm -hmm. I want you to think about what are you actually thinking about? Yeah, Because a lot of times we can go through the day, we're in the heat of the moment, the hustle of the business, and we don't know that our thoughts are causing us, are preventing us from achieving what we desire. Yeah. And, and when does that start? Right. Because it's a program. It's, it has to have yes. started somewhere. When does that begin? Because it's like a hidden 
subconscious thing that is driving our habits and our behaviors. Yeah. So I think that that starts from our childhood, Mm -hmm. right? Our parentals, those who we grew up in, programming from TV, what we listen to, you know, relationships that we've been in. And as we either get disappointed or if we receive some type of joy or pleasure from it, now these beliefs begin to actually come about. You know, a lot of times, even in our childhood, what we believe about money, how we spend, how we do business, how we connect with people. And many times that person that we learn and grow to become is not the person we need to reach the next phase of our life. And so we have to be open to actually transform and grow and lay down some of those limiting beliefs and recognize they are limiting beliefs. And so that's where I I really believe it starts. It starts in the childhood. Preach, Nicole, preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes. (laughs) Right on, because it does start there. And we have to do the work. A big part of the show is we um, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's a big yeah. part of the podcast. And then once you do that, then you'll, you can you can harness and tune, ha- tap into your purpose. And then once yes. you find your purpose, which you already have, you're living it, you're breathing it, then the morning routine steps in to anchor it. So you stay yes. in that purpose. So you stay in that renewal mind. So I am like, flabbergasted and excited at the same time that you are t- preaching this, you are telling us this right now. It's not coming from me. It's coming from you, like limiting beliefs or hindering you from going to the next level, from yes. level leveling up. And it, it, it would behoove you to do the work, to actually do affirmations. And we're going to talk about morning routine. And a big part of the morning routine for me is affirmations. You need to declare yes. those over your life. You know, Correct. God says there is power in the in your tongue, life. Yes. The power of life is in your tongue. And so you yeah. have to be able to, to shut out those negative thoughts that are there automatically, right? We, we've right. already established there's no way around them. They're there. They're going to pop up. They're going to be there. And so we have to be very creative in transforming the mind. So tell us about how you transform your mind. How do you get up, dress up and show up to do what you do? Yeah, I think the first principle is, and you can relate to is is prayer. But before we think about prayer, there's a scripture that talks about coming to God and pray. And when you pray, you believe as if it's already done. Mm -hmm. And then because you believe that it's already done, you can receive it. And so a lot of times uh, we begin to pray from a position of a beggar. Rather than a position of praying from a, I I know that it's already done because this is part of God's will from for my life. Right. And so as we believe that it's already done and that affirmation piece comes in because affirmations, you, you speak from a place of present. I am yeah. this. Right. And this is just a mirror to what God said. Right. When he told Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And then Moses said, well, who do I say sent me? He said, tell them I am sent you whatever 
Pharaoh needs me to be, I am. If he needs me to be a master, if he needs me to be a savior, if he needs me to be a ruler, I am that. And so affirmations, so prayer, affirmations, really, this is a hard thing for me, but I have to put in my routine, exercise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Good for Listen. you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so my boyfriend, he is a trainer. And so we get in a lot of uh, little tussles about that. But I, I know it's important because it really does give you energy. Yep. So prayer, affirmations, um, exercise, eating the right things. This last year, I really began to look at what am I consuming? What type of fruits and vegetables and plants and herbs do we have that we're not necessarily using? Mm-hmm. And of course, I listen to audiobooks and motivational messages to help correct some of those things. That has been a big part of my change. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, just like every other successful entrepreneur that come on here, there's affirmation, there's gratitude, there is prayer, there is working yeah. out. You got to move the body in the morning. You got to yeah. feed your mind, audiobooks, reading 20 yeah. minutes a day, because if you don't grow, your business won't grow. There is a strong yeah. correlation between the two. And so the morning routine, again, anchors your passion anchors your business to kind of sustain and stay in that, in that, in that space, in that momentum. Right. So yes. yeah, for exercising, I know it's a struggle for everyone. I'm like a morning, <laughs> I'm a morning person. I have to work out in the morning because I cannot. if I don't work out within two hours of my day, I'm burnt out. I don't know yeah. how that happens, <laughs> but I'm drained. I'm like, I'm ready for a nap and it's only 6am cause I'm up at four. Right. But if right. I get a workout in, I can work till 6pm. I can't work to 8 p.m. No problem. And it's like, how does that happen? It really is twisted because you think exercising will make you more fatigued, but it gives you more energy, as you said. Yes, yes, it does. I have um, I started out at 5 a.m. working out, but now I'm really in the point of working out during the afternoon. So like three, that's where I really give a lot of energy and, you know, begin to see a little pep in my step. Yeah. Yeah, different mm-hmm. bodies. That's the thing. And that's what we've been learning here at Best Morning Routine Ever. Not everybody is a morning person. And that's okay. That is okay. As long as you fit those things in. There are nine actionable items that, like you just stated, entrepreneurs talk about. So it's just a matter of fitting them in throughout the day to prime you for success. To prime yes. your environment, your body, your vessel. To make sure you show up your optimum your optimum mm-hmm. self. Like my husband and I were very different. Like I'm a night person. He's not, he's a night person. And so he's working out around three o'clock or two o'clock. And then he can stay up till 11. As for yeah. me, I'm a lion. And I'm like, I'm up at 4am. I'm working out. I have all the energy in the morning, but after yeah. lunch, I'm like, mm, maybe I should yeah. not have some meetings. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Even 3am, 4am. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> And so that's why we provide, like, it's okay to not be a morning person. It's a matter of finding what works for you, like you did, Nicole. And so I, I tell my my listeners, take the chronotype test. You know, there's a best time to fall asleep. There's a best time to work out. There's a best time to meditate because it's all about what works for you. How do you fit it to your body tight so, so that you can be your best self? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you shared that. And your morning routine is simple, but it's powerful, right? Because it, it, it anchors you. Yeah. 
I think the biggest thing um, that I had to learn is that it evolves. Yeah. You know, as I grow, it does evolve. So just being a little fluid to add new things as I learned and read new books, I incorporated new things as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about books. Speaking of books, <laughs> your your book, Single, Saved and Bitter. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I share with you earlier, you know, that I really had a strong background in ministry. And so I was a worship leader for a church and I met a gentleman there. He was one of the ministers and, you know, we got into relationship. Of course, we weren't married. And so I had my son, my beautiful son, Aiden. And so out of that was a a lot of embarrassment and turmoil. And then some things happened at the ministry. And I really found myself in a bitter place. The relationship didn't work. Even though I had a beautiful son out of it, I think he's the best thing ever. That's one thing where God can turn Mm -hmm. being around and give you something beautiful. And so as I went through my healing journey, right, single, saved, and bitter, because a lot of times we'll use our faith to cover up situations that we really have to work through, um, whether it be with a therapist or journaling, Mm -hmm. however you do. There are some other aspects that you can People use. People will say God will take care of it. And yes, don't don't, yeah. don't do, don't do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then uh, so I went to counseling and through that experience, six months of counseling, I birthed that book. And it's really about 30 days to healing a bitter heart. It takes the scripture of Naomi and Ruth and how Naomi really transformed from the tragedy, right? She took on a bitter place and then transformed. So it really helps whether you're single or even married. You know, you feel like you have gone through a traumatic moment and you need to work some things out. It allows you to do that. It has 30 days. It has some areas where you can actually journal in the book and it has some scripture references to help you get through your tough time. That is great. That is great. So how can we, where can we find it? How can we connect with you? Sure. So you can connect with me on my website at thenicoledenise.org. You can also find my book on Amazon. You can get it there. And on all social media, you can find me at the Nicole Denise. That is phenomenal. So for you, you built the ministry event, you built behind the brand. Any last word for those who are listening, who wants to find their purpose, who wants to kind of take the leap like you did, what would yeah. you say? I have the saying, this is your year, your quantum leap year. This is where a year where you believe in what you have. A lot of times people feel like, you know, all I have is this. I have no value or they'll compare themselves based on the social media profile and the scroll. And I want you to know that what you have is unique and we need it in the world. And so connect, whether it's with me or anyone to leap into your next level, because we need what you have. And if you don't know how to identify your purpose, This is where you need to connect with mentors and people that can help you and look at you and say, hey, this is a value. This is what you need to bring to the world. 
Well put. I love that. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show today and blessing us with your presence and your grace and so much knowledge on how to find your purpose and how to build a brand. We really value your insight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent. All right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.